You are listening to Super Yacht Radio. Hello, you are listening to superyachtradio.com and here is Armin Müller, the White Love Sommelier and it's my pleasure to be together with you and today we have not only sunshine as we had also the other times but we have a very special guest from Italy and exactly from the Veneto region, it is Paolo Civilonghi and the company which will be introduced today is... Fazoli Gino, a very cool winery, and we will find out together why that is the case. And now it's my pleasure to introduce Paolo Civilonghi. So it is my pleasure to having you here today for the White Love Sommelier Show. And please be so kind to introduce yourself and let us also a little bit know What do you have in mind when do you think about wine? Ciao Armin. Hello everybody. Uh, I'm Paolo and first of all, thank you for inviting me. It's a honor to talk with you today. Well, uh, I work uh, for the Fazoli Gino company since uh, 2017. And uh, so it's uh, three years and a half. And uh, uh, okay, good question. Uh, when I think uh, to wine, The first word that came into my mind is uh, condivision. Condivision and joy. Because I think that uh, when you open a bottle of wine, uh, you are never alone. Or basically, you are often with other people. So the best thing to, uh, to do uh, when, when you open a bottle of wine is uh, to share uh, with, uh, with friends or with the people you are with and to enjoy the wine and uh, to talk because uh, the best thing to do is condivision. Wine is condivision, happiness and joy, I think. I totally agree with you, Paolo. And I would also say it's the best thing to celebrate. Celebrate unique moments, celebrate uh, because the time will never come again. And if you can share this with your friends, with your clients, with the people you like, you love, then it's the best time spent together. Exactly. So Absolutely. Absolutely. When I go to your website, I see that you are yeah. in the biologic farming. The story of your company we will uh, have a little bit later. But can you already at that moment explain to us What do you understand with biologic farming? Because everybody understands something else. So uh, what is your concept if you have biologic wines? Uh, well, when I uh, arrived here uh, four years ago, three years and a half ago, uh, the question was uh, very important for me because uh, uh, The company uh, was uh, uh, organic at that time, and uh, uh, for me, it was the first time that I met a, a company uh, with that certification. So uh, they introduced me uh, to this world and uh, to not only say uh, a way or better, uh, not only uh, a trend, but a way of living, a philosophy. So, uh, okay. Uh, there are rules to follow, of course, but uh, uh, basically behind these rules, there is uh, uh, a strong philosophy, uh, the extreme respect for, for the nature, concept of uh, a kind of uh, sustainable agriculture. So uh, the concept is to come back to the same kind of agriculture of uh, 100 years ago, more or less. Uh, okay, with the, the modern skills, but with the same kind of approach and of respect of the nature and uh, of the natural life of the of the vineyards and then of course of all the other process uh, so from the grapes to the final the final product to the wine so without using of chemicals pesticide herbicide uh, and so on personally if i judge the word biological for me it is more and more important because The respect for the nature is what we have to do and what we have to give also to our children. But 
if I want to convince customers to drink your wines, it's not only important to have the biological certificate, it's also important to bring lifestyle into it. And I have been several times to your winery uh, alone with guests and we always had something which is so special, which I call the lifestyle. And maybe you will explain a little bit what makes your winery so special for guests that they f feel like coming home. Yeah. Uh, first of all, uh, because the wine is very good. <laughs> yes, that's of course. <laughs> no, I was joking. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes, you're, you're right. Feeling like a tome. Uh, is is correct uh, in the sense that uh, I think uh, when when I came here I felt like at home and I, I felt part of a family from the first day so basically Gino Winery is a family owned uh, winery uh, so we are not so so big and uh, you know if you if you come here you can easily see uh, Natalino Fasoli or Amadio Fasoli uh, doing uh, uh, the, the, the strangest job uh, you can imagine. So uh, they are always here. They are the first uh, people uh, that arrive here in the morning and they are the last one uh, leaving the, the factory, leaving, leaving uh, the winery in the evening. Uh, so, um, and they live here and uh, uh, they, they make... Uh, they make us part of this kind of, uh, of war, you know. And, uh, of course, we, are, we try to, uh, to make people part of this philosophy. Uh, so, uh, with calm, you have to sit down, you have to enjoy the wine, to taste, and to uh, ask if you want something, or you can just listen the story of this, uh, uh, of this company and of this wine. Uh, of these wines because uh, uh, many of those are really really unique like the one we will taste uh, later i think that uh, if you come here you you can easily breathe the story uh, but it's not a a, a story uh, heavy it's a very light story uh, full of joy full of job full of uh, uh, happiness and uh, of course as i told you before uh, condivision, condivision because uh, every people that come here uh, at the winery, uh, the first thing we say is, uh, hello, a glass of wine? Yes, come on, please. So, um, so condivision, first of all, uh, because uh, when, you, when you invite guests at your home, first, uh, the first thing you, you do is to offer a glass of wine. It's the same thing here. Exactly. And um, I remember myself when I was first time at your place, it was exactly what you described here. And our listeners will be happy to hear the story. And uh, we are today here with Paolo Civilonghi from Fasoli Gino, a very great, lovely winery in the Veneto region. And after the introduction of Paolo, we would like now to continue and hear something about the region, the Veneto region, a little bit about, of course, Colonia Coloniola Aicolli, where the winery is, the introduction of climate, terroir, grapes, and um, also this is not only a wine region, it is a very touristic region. And uh, so what can you combine, let's start with this, what can you combine not only visiting the winery but one from the touristic aspect what is attracted to the people coming to your region so many many of our um, guests are super yacht owners super yacht captains where can they park their ship of course in venice and then they could have a rental car and come to your region which is in one hour drive i would say so it is such a great territory can you tell a little bit what would attract you if you would come first time to this region yes okay we are located in colonial Colli, province of verona and we are 
20 minutes by car from far away from the city of Verona. Uh, Verona is a city full of uh, history and monuments. It's really small uh, and nice. And there is the famous Arena di Verona, where every year uh, they do the opera. Then uh, uh, this is a very particular uh, region because uh, we are in the middle between uh, uh, the lake and the sea because uh, 40 kilometers uh, on, the, on the west we have Gardase, uh, the Lake of Garda is very, very touristic. Uh, you can easily uh, come and find a beautiful places to relax and to spend some days uh, doing absolutely nothing if you want. <laughs> or just uh, doing uh, bicycle tours or uh, walk or swim. So it's very, very nice. Then on the north, we have mountains. We have uh, Montilesini. Uh, Montilesini are the, the first mountains just before the Alps. And are uh, the typical mountains of Verona that protect all the region of Verona from the cold wind, winds uh, coming from the north. So we are in a very lucky position for, uh, for the production of wines. Uh, also for this, re uh, this reason, uh, in terms of uh, uh, climate, uh, uh, we are protected from the mountains and we have the sea and the lake that give us a, a, a very uh, moderate climate. And so this is very, very good for, uh, uh, for the production of some kind of uh, grape varieties as uh, um, Garganega, as Corvina for Valpolicella and, uh, and so on. And uh, how far from Venice? Many beautiful. And how far from Venice? From Venice, how? Oh, it's one hour drive. One hour drive, so. Yeah, yeah, it's one hour drive, more or less. Um, yeah, so it is also for the super yacht owners very easy to arrive at your place. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Tell me a little bit about Colognona Aicoli. What climate? You already talked a little bit about, but also important not only the climate, but what kind of terroir and what kind of grapes do you offer um, in your wine? Absolutely. We are in Colognola Colli, is a small village very close to the village of Soave. Basically, I think that you know the, the DOC Soave is uh, uh, one of the most famous of our region, is uh, a white wine. And uh, uh, what makes this wine uh, uh, very typical and traditional is, I think, the terroir, or better, the combination between uh, terroir and, and the kind of grapes we use. So the terroir is very mineral and uh, uh, volcanic. So the origin of the terroir is uh, basically volcanic. Uh, and the grapes that we use are uh, Garganega and Trebbiano. Uh, for our Suave, we use uh, only, only Garganega because uh, we think that uh, uh, the acidity and the perfumes typical of Garganega are uh, very, very traditional and we want to obtain wines very, uh, very traditional and uh, let's say representative of our uh, uh, terroir. We think more than Trebbiano, but, but it's a, a single choice of every, of every winery. So um, uh, as, as I told you before, we are protected from the, wind, from the winds uh, uh, of the north uh, by Montilesini. Uh, and so for this reason, uh, this uh, uh, region is very, very vocated uh, for, for the wines, both reds and, uh, uh, and whites. In the region of Soave, of course, whites. Uh, if we move uh, uh, 20 kilometer, kilometers uh, on the west, of course, uh, there is Valpolicella, very, very famous for the big reds. So Amarone, Ripasso, and, uh, and so on. So we have winyards also there, and we produce beautiful wines uh, with a technique of appassimento, for example. Uh, and the terroir, le terroir is uh, a bit different from the one of Suave, so less mineral, uh, but really, really rich and interesting. Good. What I learned so far, of course, you have also international grapes, but you are concentrating on the autochthonous grapes. 
uh, so means non the, not the international varieties. We had Gagagena. What what other grape varieties do you have? Uh, okay, um, talking about autochthona grapes, we have first of all, uh, as as we told, Garganega, then uh, Trebbiano for the whites. Uh, for the reds, the typical grapes varieties of uh, Valpolicella, so basically Corvina, Corvinone, Rondinella, a bit of Molinara, and then uh, we have some international uh, grapes varieties that uh, historically were planted here 70 years ago, I don't know, something like that, as Merlot, Cabernet Sauvignon, Chardonnay. And what we tried, what we want to try to do is uh, uh, to take these uh, international grape varieties and to uh, give them a Veronese touch, let's say, a Verona's touch. So uh, we do this uh, uh, beautiful wines with the technique of Appassimento, uh, but with Merlot, with Cabernet Sauvignon, with Pinot Noir. So they are really, really particular uh, and uh, uh, unconventional, let's say. Unconventional, that is a good statement. So it was very lovely to hear about Terroir, climate, grapes, continue the show with Paolo Civilonghi. Hello, you are listening to superyachtradio.com. My name is Armin Müller and we are in the show with Paolo Civilonghi to learn and to enjoy the Veneto region. And now um, it is important to understand not only the the, let's say the global conditions and the particular conditions, but what is the thing? How do you differentiate yourself from your competitors? And so what makes it interesting to the customers to come to your winery and not going to the others? So what is the unique selling point of your winery? First of all, we are beautiful, and the wine are very, very cheap. <laughs> I was joking. Uh, now, um, the first uh, thing to say is, of course, this choice of uh, uh, organic agriculture, uh, because uh, the Fasoli family, the Fasoli brothers, decided to do this important switch uh, 40 years ago, so they were pioneers of organic agriculture. And uh, after 40 years, we can easily say that they won this, uh, this challenge, you know. So, um, if I, first of all, this- I know, well, um, well, I think you were even the very first winery in Italy to introduce biologic farming, if, if I'm not wrong. Is, is that correct? I, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, I have to be honest, I don't know if we were the first because uh, there were other pioneers in Italy uh, for organic agriculture, and, uh, but we were basically uh, in the first five, I think, at uh, that time. So the Fasoli brothers told me uh, the first organic fairs, uh, they were 20 producers from the, the, the whole Europe. So you can uh, easily imagine uh, uh, how it was. So I think that this is the main and most important things to say. Uh, if, uh, if you ask me uh, what makes you different from the others is uh, the story we have uh, uh, on our back uh, and uh, uh, the philosophy that we still continue to, to, to follow. Uh, so they started 40 years ago and uh, the Fasoli brothers are still here and they are still uh, uh, on board and uh, uh, they are the drivers of this, uh, um, of this company uh, and uh, their presence is, uh, is really, really strong and they are able to communicate also this to, to all the people uh, that talk with them. So, uh, as we told before, uh, it's not only a trend, uh, but it's a really, really, uh, a, a real philosophy, a real way of living. Organic first. 
So well, then another thing to say uh, is that we produce some wines that first, I think, uh, that started to produce uh, wines in, in, uh, in this way. And we are talking about the Appassimento styles for Merlot, for Cabernet Sauvignon, or uh, the making of Pieve Vecchia, for example. We will try this wine Pieve Vecchia today. I already have opened the bottle to let the wine breathe and I have I had only already a zip and it's amazing. But uh, we will uh, go into this wine a little bit later. So um, I can agree with everything. What are you doing? And uh, I think personally, when I was first time at your winery, I really got the impression here is somebody who serves you really a product from the nature. So to give you not only the feeling biological is something you have to do, but it was like biological farming is something we wanted to do. We actively decided for it already 40 years ago. And um, I think it's really like incorporated. It's like part of the family, part of the winery. I think this is personally your USP. It is, of course, uh, coming and visiting friends, coming and be part of a family. But it is not, let's say, something uh, put over a company. It is something which came from the inner side from your heart and then it grew outside. I would say, uh, I don't know if I describe it right, but that was my feeling when I was first at your company. Yes, the feeling is correct and it means that we, we have done a good job with you. <laughs> <laughs> because we were able to, to communicate, to communicate uh, what we wanted to. Thanks because uh, it's also nice to, uh, to hear this from uh, external person because uh, it's not easy you know you think uh, or you try to do something but listen this from you it means that it works i totally agree to you and so when you would say this is a main differentiation to our competitors what what would you say so we already had let's say described it, but can you put it in one word or one sentence? What makes you different from your competitors? So like a slogan, so. Uh, like a slogan, hmm. uh, we can say authentic organic family. That's cool. And uh, I think, yeah, really your idea can be explained in authenticity, visiting friends, visiting a family. Yeah, so that is exactly exactly what, what it describes. So, and I remember also last, yes. year, last yeah. year when we were with our clients at your winery, still the next day, of course they were uh, saying, wow, great wines, and they ordered a lot, but you know, what they loved most, they loved most, most that somebody of your company went into the kitchen and prepared the very lovely pasta uh -huh. and served it together yeah. with wines. So they did not expect it. And that was like, uh, like it is not a big thing to, but it is the coming from the heart and it was very lovely gesture and uh, actually we were a little bit hungry because we had first the sightseeing tour of Verona so it was exactly understanding the need of your customer even if he or she is not telling you that uh, yes yes uh, but uh, in this case uh, I remember it was not li like uh, doing a job but it was uh, uh, because uh, um, we were having fun during the tasting. And uh, I, I remember that uh, I say, but come on, where you want to go right now? 
let's have a pasta here, something very, very simple, easy, as we do, as we do in our houses. You know, you invite a, a, a person and you have fun and you, you, you ask uh, to this person, come on, remain here for dinner or for lunch. Come on, where you want to go? And so, and so this is more or less uh, uh, the philosophy of, of this place. Yeah, and I think that is something, uh, of course, Italy is great with hospitality, but that is something which is important if you are in wine tourism, that the customer feels like going home, like uh, coming to a friend. And of course, selling is important, but to give the feeling that it is not all about the selling. It's about having the, what you already said, to share to uh, the condivision of the, the product which you have created and giving a certain lifestyle, giving a certain, uh, yeah, something, yeah, I would say mega special. It is not the big thing. It is, it is from coming from the heart, I would say. Yeah, yeah, because, uh, you know, uh, in this case, uh, uh, we are touching a, a very important uh, argument, I think, talking about uh, uh, the wine market and the wine tourism, is uh, the experience. So uh, what we want to do and what we try to do is uh, to make uh, a person part of our of our company because they are uh, as as customers of course but they are part of our of our uh, company in some ways you know so uh, when uh, when a person come here for us is a joy to to share our uh, our wines and uh, our thoughts and why not uh, also some pasta exactly and so in this way we are able to to uh, to share the experience of the winery let's say Exactly. And um, people like to share the good things in life. And um, yeah, it is, it is important to, to give experiences. And these experiences can be very, very different. It could be um, more technical explanation. It could be the friendship. It could be the hospitality. It could be sharing the pictures uh, via Facebook and 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 so it's a it's a, like a puzzle very very many things and I personally believe that you have uh, done in the past not only for me but also for the others a very good job and for me it was when I was at your winery really everybody without any exception the like julia and all the others uh, were giving me the impression i know them already for a long time so and um i think this is a very very good strong point of your winery now i think it's time to have a short break again it's time to hear and listen to the news and we will back in a few minutes again with a second part of our white clove sommelier show this time together with paolo civilonghi from pasoli gino so back again and we start now the second hour of the wine show we have learned and enjoy a little bit about the Venetian region, about historic and the touristic place of, 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 of Verona. Uh, we have learned a little bit what climate, what grapes, what soil we have in Colognola Aicolli. And now we would like to talk also a little bit about awards. So what does an award mean to you? How does it affect your business? Is it an advantage? Is it maybe even a disadvantage? Are you going for ad uh, awards? 
is it uh, helpful for your selling so please uh, let's go a little bit into this side of the business yeah uh, awards are a part of our job and they are very important uh, really really important uh, for example there are some markets uh, looking sometimes looking for uh, only awarded wines so uh, if you want to go into a market with a wine first of all you have to have a review have a, or, or win an award uh, and then you can uh, uh, go more with more strength uh, on that market so uh, they are very very important basically what we uh, prefer and our uh, let's say uh, not strategy uh, but our choice uh, is to concentrate first of all on the uh, awards uh, typical of uh, organic uh, organic uh, wines so uh, there are very important fair in france every february millésime bio and we always participate and win medals and awards there and is very very uh, specific i know but for us is very important uh, or uh, for example uh, the awards we win uh, we have won in uh, biofact germany in nuremberg uh, so first of all we uh, we try to participate uh, to uh, to that kind of uh, of awards uh, and then to the others but I know uh, that it is not possible to participate to all of them because they are so, so much. So uh, sometimes we do participation very, very uh, specific. Then it, it depends. It depends. We are trying also to have some from uh, important reviewers, uh, especially for the uh, United States market as uh, James Suckling or or uh, Genesis uh, Robinson and uh, and so on, and uh, we will see. Okay, and how about um, let's say names like Decanta, like Gambroso, like Falstaff, like um, there is a Concours Mondial uh, and so on. So the you have referred a little bit more to the biological side, which is also important, but the biological side maybe is not so well known for yeah. everybody. It is important also to have something which sounds good. Um, it does not mean it is the best quality, but of course, um, if you have an award in decanter, everybody is telling, okay, this wine must be good. Or if you have Trebicieri in Gamboroso or two, then everybody say, okay, this wine must be good. So it may be a little bit mainstream, but important. Or how do you judge it? No, they are. They are very important. Uh, it's not always easy to come in, into this kind of mechanism, let's say. But sometimes uh, we participate to uh, Fasta Falstaff Trophy or the Canter Awards. Uh, uh, yes, uh, but uh, our range is uh, quite important in terms of numbers. So we produce more or less uh, 25 different kind of wines. So uh, it's not possible to, to receive awards for, uh, for all our wines. Uh, so every year we do uh, some choice. Um, some choices, pardon, uh, and we decided, I don't know, for example, uh, this year uh, we want to obtain a review for Valpolicella. Next year we will do the same thing with Ripasso. Okay, so uh, it depends. Not always is possible to receive awards uh, because I think is is normal. And yeah, <laughs> have you ever? <laughs> Have you ever um, participated also in Gambero Rosso or still not? Pardon? Have you ever uh, participated in the Gambero Rosso? The one, two, three, three, three glasses of ah. Gambero Rosso? Also far not. I, I think years ago. 
years ago, we participated to, uh, to some uh, reviews, to some awards from Gambero Rosso, but not now. Uh, but we are in touch with a person from Gambero Rosso. So maybe in the future for the next year, if we are able to, to talk with this person and to, uh, to understand what we have to do and to find uh, an agreement, uh, maybe, maybe we, can, uh, we can try to participate again. But for the moment, uh, nothing against Gambero Rosso, of course, but we decided to do other, other things. Uh, but I'm personally in touch with the person of the Gambero Rosso, the responsible of Veneto, so uh, maybe for the future it could be. Could be. Very good. One other question, Paolo. How many hectares do you cultivate and how is the percentage from red wines to white wines? Uh, basically, at the moment, we manage more or less uh, uh, 90 hectares. 90 hectares? Mm -hmm. uh, 90 hectares. Uh, the, the most uh, important part is here in Colognola. Then uh, a part uh, uh, in uh, high uh, Ilasi Valley, so very close to our Wainrelele Cave, 15 kilometers on the north uh, from, from our uh, winery. Uh, then uh, we manage also some hectares in uh, Prosecco, uh, where we produce Prosecco and Pinot Grigio, and then some hectares in uh, the region of Gardase for the production of uh, Bardolino, of uh, uh, Bardolino Chiaretto, and others. Okay. And how is the mix? Uh, how much? How many percentages for the? Ah, the percentage. Uh, Uh, well, the percentage, uh, I think, is more or less uh, 55% whites and 45 reds. Okay, so it's, well, let's say nearly half-half. Okay, yeah. And uh, 90 hectares uh, yeah, to, yeah. to have the production, how many bottles does it mean? Uh, talking about numbers of 2019, Uh, the production was around uh, 500,000 bottles, more or less. Okay, so it's But really it depends from vintage to vintage. Yeah, yeah but it is, the, um, if somebody knows about figures, uh, it will show him or her already that you are not going for quantity, but that you are going for quality. Because with this 90 hectares, easily you could have a much higher production of your wines, theoretically. So you could go with, yeah. with this amount of hectares for really much higher number of bottles a year. So I think it's, it's really showing the people also that you are going for quality. This is your main concentration. And... Um, that is also in harmony with your philosophy, what I would say. So, Yes, also because we have uh, to face also the age of some winers. Of course, uh, uh, if they are old, we produce less. Uh, so, for example, we have some uh, hectares uh, behind the, uh, just behind the, the winery where the production is more or less... Uh, uh, 50% of the real potentiality uh, of, of that actors, of that vineyards. So, uh, of course, first of all, it is a, is a choice uh, uh, based on, the, on quality, uh, on what we want to do uh, with these grapes, and we decided to work uh, uh, on high-quality wines. And, and so we decided to don't, produ don't produce uh, uh, the entire uh, quantity we, we, we could uh, because we think it's really, really important to concentrate uh, on, uh, on quality also uh, because then uh, if you have a lot of wine, uh, then you have to sell, to sell it. So it's not easy. <laughs> if you can, uh, cannot sell it, you can just give it a few bottles to me and I will help you to drink it. <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay, okay, good to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, and um, your entire company, uh, 
So to cultivate 90 hectares to make the wine, how many people are involved in the processes? How many people are um, employed by the company? Uh, well, good question. Uh, between uh, 15 and 20 people. Okay. That's a reasonable size. Then, of course, during, during the harvest, uh, there are people, seasonal workers, let's say. So, but it's, it's normal. For this month of harvest, uh, uh, we have uh, different teams located in, in different places to collect the grapes by hand. Thank you so much, Paolo. And now it's time for some music. And during the break for the music, we will uh, put some wine from Pieva Vecchia into the, our glasses and we'll taste this together. And for all listeners, I suppose and I assume that you do not have exactly this wine now, but it's already Sunday afternoon, late afternoon, so maybe you want to chill out, you want to open a bottle of wine and toast together with us, even if it's other wine. So. See you back in a few minutes. Enjoy the music. Open a bottle of wine. Hello, you're listening to superyachtradio.com. And here is Armin Müller, the White Love Sommelier, together with Paolo Civilonghi from Fasoli Gino. We have now a lovely wine in the glass, which is called Pieve Vecchia out of the autochthonous grape Gargena. And um, this wine is called uh, the Bianco Veronese IEGT from 2017. And Paolo, what I think, this wine from the color, what uh, is a visual appearance, it is like gold. It's like pure gold in the glass. So it's amazing. And um, first of all, cheers. 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 And um, yeah. On the nose, it is quite herbal, but also fruity. So, and um, yeah, if I zip on it, exactly the same feeling again. Herbal, a little bit oaky, just a little bit, and um, the fruitiness is coming by on this wine on the second place. So it's more the herbal character. What is going um, into my nose and into my palate. But you are the expert for this wine. Please tell the listeners a little bit, how do you produce it? What is the characteristics of this special wine? So it's not only the color, which is so special, it is really pure gold in the glass. And uh, I give the word to you. Yeah, so basically you want to know all our secret. <laughs> <laughs> not all but maybe a little bit about our, your, your secret uh, you're right yeah yeah no problem no uh, as you as you uh, as you told uh, this is pure gold in the glass the color is golden is beautiful and uh, this is a wine uh, complex you know is made by 100% Garganega the typical great great variety of this territory uh, but uh, I think that this one is not a, a common Garganega, it's a very unique wine. Exactly. Uh, unconventional, uh, because uh, uh, the way of making is very, very particular. So it comes uh, from a unique single winyard, uh, one kilometer and a half uh, on the south of the winery. Uh, it's a winery, uh, is a, pardon, is a winyard, quite old for a Garganega, is around 60 years old. And so what happens? It happens that because of the age of this, uh, of this winyard, uh, the timing of maturation of the bunches is different from plant to plant. So for this reason, we do three separate harvests during uh, the, the normal harvest season. The first one is a kind of uh, anticipated harvest uh, in the last days of August, first days of September, depending on the vintages. Let me then you. the common what, what you, harvest let, of... Uh, let me interrupt you. Uh, what do you mean with anticipated harvest? Does it mean it is still greenish, the wine? Or is it um, the fact uh, the plants 
the, 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 the wines will ripen differently. So you pick first the grapes, which are already ripe, then after two weeks again, which are ripe, and then again, uh, the grapes are ripe. So can you explain a little bit what do you mean with anticipated harvesting so that our listeners understand? Yes, uh, basically, um, the first harvest we do, we check uh, all the, the grapes and we pick up the more mature that are not still full mature. Uh, so they are mature, but with high, higher acidity inside. Okay. So uh, if you want to have a, a complete and perfect maturation, you have to wait other two, three weeks. Uh, so for the first we do uh, this uh, this first pass this first passage in uh, late august first days of september so let's say they are not funeral but they are uh, the more mature in that moment Got it. then uh, we do the harvest of late cool. september the common harvest of late september and then let's say a kind of late harvest uh, in the last days of October, first days of November. So we have a kind of sub-maturation of the, of the bunches, but in plant. Okay. So with this two... Let's, let's translate to our listeners. That means the very first harvest will give you, let's say, still a little bit of greenish aromas in the nose and on the palate. Then... The second one is the, let's say, the normal ripeness. And that means you have then on the palate what you would expect from exactly this grape. And then the third one is a late harvest. So the sugar content is much higher. You have the sweetness into it. And uh, so if you mix it, then you can have more aromas than if you would have just one harvest. Now I give back the word to you. I just wanted to give this additional information <laughs> to our listeners. And yeah, back to you, Paolo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. basically the, the concept is correct. So the first arm uh, we do, uh, oh, we want to obtain uh, more, uh, uh, let's say, green aromas and acidity. Also, because acidity is very important for this kind of wine, because the content of alcohol is uh, is very important. Uh, then uh, we have the, the 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 central harvest, the the common harvest of late September, that gives uh, equilibrium to uh, to the wine. And then the late harvest. Instead, ne uh, um, we need this uh, late harvest to uh, give body strengthness and aromas very, very complex and deep uh, to, this, uh, to this wine, very mature. Actually, this wine is quite powerful. This wine is very warm on the palate, and this wine has, I double-checked this, 14.56% uh, uh, of alcohol, so it is really, let's say, a power bomb, and... Um, You can drink it easily also, not only for, for a grilled fish, but I would say you can re easily combine also with chicken or something like that, so, or with uh, turkey. Uh, so uh, a, a wine which has the backbone to stand also with a heavier, heavier um, chicken or turkey and, and so on. So, uh, sure. Sure, this is a wine uh, complex and uh, uh, there are many different kind of pairing, uh, pairings we can, um, can, we can do. Uh, for example, uh, a beautiful pairing is uh, uh, with um, uh, Spargel, for example. But in that case, I Spargel would, I would think you will green. refer to the green asparagus, right? Not to the white one. Basically, yes. Also to the white one. Yeah, 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 but also to the white ones. Um, first, the green asparagus, of mm. course. Or maybe uh, if you want to pair this wine with some uh, risotto with, with mushrooms, for mm -hmm. example, is very, very indicated. Or uh, a 
and this is a very particular pairing that I really, really love and uh, that surprised me so much the first time I tried, is with the uh, uh, liver. Uh, so here in Veneto, liver, cooking liver is, is very common. Fegato alla veneziana, it means uh, a liver cooked for many hours with onion, for example. But uh, we, try, we tried uh, Pieve Vecchia also with some foie gras, and it's really, really delicious. So uh, it's a pairing very particular, but if you like it, uh, you will never forget it. Yeah, I can really imagine that would be a good choice. And um, in case of pasta, um, I would tend more to the white sauce pasta than to the red sauce pasta. Do you agree to this? Or what is your opinion? You will go to? The, um, you you, you pasta, will go to? Or you can have uh, the red sauce like tomato, but I wouldn't go for that. I would go for, uh, for um, pasta, which is uh, like a little bit creamy, like gorgonzola or something like that. I think this would be a, a very good match. Oh, yeah, yeah. Me too, me too. Uh, pasta a la, a la gorgonzola would be... Mwah. Maybe gorgonzola with some nuts on the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah very, yeah, very gorgonzola good. Gorgonzola dolce with some uh, nuts on it. There yeah, would be uh, also pinoli. I think with a pinoli based sauce would also be a very yeah. good, good um, pinoli. Is a, a pine pine tree from the pine tree. I think that would be also a good choice. It's not easy to explain pinoli. <laughs> Yeah, dear listeners, you see, we are already in the meditation for a lovely combination of food and wine. And um, yeah, if you are the cook, you can do something very special for your super yacht owners. And uh, in case you need more recipes, just contact us. But now we will make a short break for some music and we will be back in a few minutes with the next topic and... Stay tuned. So we are back again. I hope you enjoy the show so far. It's a bunch of information. It's a bunch of joy. And I still have some zips in the glass. It's such an amazing wine. But you do not only have to drink the wine. You already said you have to sell the wine. And um, I think this year was one of the most crucial crises we had in the last decades. So some people call it Corona, some people call, call it COVID. But due to this Corona crisis, the business models changed. And um, I personally do no travel. Normally, I'm used to travel to the most lovely wineries in the world, but this year, nothing. I'm doing, but not only the interviews like with you, so I'm doing the online courses. I educate the people now online to learn about the grape varieties, how to match that with the food. So, but what is your answer to this crisis? Have you implemented new procedures to boost your business. What can you tell us about your strategy to counterfeit this crisis at that moment, Paolo? Well, 2020 is a very, very strange year. Uh, we can easily say that now we, we have seen everything. And uh, uh, basically, uh, after the first uh, weeks of astonishment, let's say, we tried to, uh, to take the, the, the things in our hands and uh, try to, uh, to do something to, to, be, uh, to be on the road again, let's say. Uh, so... Um, The big, big problem here in Italy was for uh, the consumption in uh, restaurants and in, uh, in bars, but I think was the same in, uh, in Switzerland. Uh, so the Oreca uh, was a big problem for our, uh, for our business. But at the same time, uh, home consumption 
consumption uh, has increased very, very, uh, very, very quickly. Uh, the fact is that uh, uh, our organization in terms of uh, uh, online shops was not really, really strong. We were not based on, on online uh, uh, sales. Uh, and uh, we tried to uh, to fix the things during this month uh, also because uh, uh, in the future I think that people will buy uh, more and more wines online and uh, they will continue to do this uh, for the next uh, for the next years uh, so um, we have to say that uh, uh, many, or, or better, some countries helped so much uh, in this period, uh, especially uh, Switzerland, Germany, and Sweden. So uh, you increased, you increased yourself? Also because you, you increased yourself? Uh, let's say, let's say uh, that with these countries, we were able to uh, fix the situation of Italy. Okay. So uh, for the moment, the moment, uh, but I think that uh, we will have a, a, a clear uh, view of, of the situation after these two months. So just before Christmas, uh, and then uh, and then we will see. Uh, but uh, uh, countries as Switzerland, Germany, and Sweden helped so so much. Also, because uh, uh, doing organic wine, uh, we uh, we have our market, and uh, uh, people knows uh, our brand, and so uh, we were lucky on that sense because organic market. Uh, uh, is still uh, strong and is still growing. Uh, so uh, if if we look around us, uh, there are um, some producers or many producers really, really in, in trouble. Uh, instead, we have to say that uh, uh, we are trying to do our best to, to uh, <laughs> let's say, to, to fix the situation, okay? To fix the situation. Of course, uh, 2020 will be not uh, a, a positive year. Uh, we tried to uh, to change something uh, inside the, uh, the channels of the of the sales. Uh, but first of all, if you work on quality, on quality, and on organic wines, uh, and we decided to to concentrate, of course, on this again. Uh, we were we, we were able to uh, to continue the, the sales uh, in a quite positive way for the moment. For the okay, moment. I understand. And did you implement new procedures, or did you just strengthen the existing procedures? No, 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 no. Uh, doing new. Um, New customers to do to do new customers now is uh, is very difficult. Uh, there is no money, <laughs> and uh, uh, all the projects that we have pending now are uh, all stopped. But is is normal. So uh, we hope that in 2021 we will be able to to recover a bit, uh, also with new customers. Uh, so for the moment we have to concentrate on uh, uh, on the customers we have okay. uh, and uh, uh, to to give uh, to give them the best service we, we can okay so the let's say the the ring to survive was based on the existing relationship to many many customers all over the world is that correct basically yes basically yes because uh, for our job and uh, uh, for, for my job uh, I mean uh, uh, sales uh, relationship is fundamental so uh, in this uh, moment uh, you uh, we are not al allowed to, to travel uh, for example to United States to China to Australia uh, also there are many many restriction, restrictions to travel in Europe so is 
it's difficult to establish new relationship right now. Uh, so it's better to concentrate on, uh, on the strong relationships you, you have and uh, uh, to, to make them grow. Yeah, but I think this is one of your strengths. You have a good relationship to many, many customers all over the world. You two do the attitude, your, the hospitality you are giving already to the customers. And I said, in this different and difficult times, they appreciated that what you have given into the system. And now you could a little bit let's say, get back from, from them because I know personally how difficult it is and during this time. So um, I would love to go with my customers to your place, to other places, to wherever we want to go. But at that moment, nobody except. So actually, we had a trip to Spain in April. We postponed it to to October, but in October, <laughs> coming back, we would have to go 10 days into quarantine and nobody accepts that. So we have postponed it to April next year. So, and that means all the trips which I had in the portfolio for this year, not all of them, but let's say more than half of them, I have postponed now to 2021. And, um, With the other ones where I did not have enough customers at that moment because nobody was ordering. So we will see if we are doing it or if we are uh, saying oh, we will make a different tour additionally. So, but I was planning, I, I planned to go to Georgia with Georgia, the cradle of wine with my customers. I uh, wanted to go to Italy. I wanted to go to Spain. I wanted to go to the United States. I wanted to go to Japan, which is in the meantime, really, really good for white wines, but of course, very excellent for sake. So it's a little bit different tour, but everything was stopped. And um, yeah, but now... I'm so happy that we can help the companies through Super Yacht Radio, through pro, pri, the promotion on our, my channel as a um, gourmet wine travel. For the companies, we have made promotions and had organically, so not paid, but organically, we had um, viewers between 4,000 and 14,000. So one post seen by really several thousand people. And I think this is a really great help for, for my partners. And um, yeah, so I'm giving something into it. And when uh, actually yesterday I was doing a post for winery in Tuscany and uh, it's going already in the several thousand viewers. So When I will come next time to them, I think they will treat me even like the king. So, <laughs> but uh, what I wanted to say, it's always a giving and taking. And um, yeah, so that is important. And important is also, and that is now the next question. They are listening also the super yacht captains, the super yacht owners, in case they want to buy your wines where do they get these wines in italy in europe in america online offline so how is the structure to get into of course they can contact me and uh, i will contact you then but how is a normal procedure if new customers want to go into contact with you uh well there are different procedures uh okay first of all if the customers want to uh, come here would be uh, a pleasure to host them and uh, they also uh, do uh, shopping here at the winery. Uh, if not, uh, we are quite well distributed in, uh, uh, in Europe, let's say. Uh, so um, Switzerland, Germany, Austria, uh, Denmark, Sweden, uh, a bit of France, uh, Romania. So uh, there are Many distributors. The best thing to uh, to do if you look uh, if you are looking for one of our wines is to contact us, uh, maybe through our website, and uh, we can uh, we will give you we will give uh, 
all the details of our importers and distributors. That sounds good. And um, could they also order online or is it just possible through the distributors? No, it's possible only through the okay. distributors, uh, only in Italy. So the orders in Italy would be online and in other countries through your distributors. Is that correct? Exactly. Okay, got it. Allow me please to recap a little bit what we covered today. So, of course, after the introduction of Paolo, we were talking a little bit about what is wine meaning to him. And we had a um, good warming up. We had then the covered what is the Veneto region, region giving to tourists, what is the region in Colognola ai Colli, what kind of terror, what kind of climate, what kind of grapes. Then we were going into a little bit what grapes, what are, and also international grapes, autochthonous grapes are grown in the winery Fasoligino, why they went into biologic farming. And I think you have understood that this is not something artificial that is really coming from the heart. And um, sustainability and also treating the customer like king. We had then talked a little bit about awards. We have taken into consideration why should a customer buy from them and not from the competitor. Competitor, We tasted this lovely Pieva Vecchia, so it was a whole bunch. And then of different topics, we were not only tasting the wine, we were also discussing what strategies in times of COVID. So we had two full hours with so many topics and it was a pleasure talking to you Paolo so thank you so much for taking your time and I give the word to you to say your greetings to our customers to our listeners so the word is yours Paolo so Armin thanks uh, thanks first of all for inviting me and for this nice talk it was really really nice Uh, to introduce a bit uh, who we are, our wines, our philosophy. Uh, and I want also to thank uh, all our, uh, your, <laughs> your uh, listeners. Uh, and uh, I want to do also a, a proposal uh, to all your listeners. Uh, I'm, I want to to say uh, that uh, I'm waiting for them at the winery. So uh, if they want, uh, when uh, they, they will come, uh, they, will also, uh, they will only have to say that they are your friends and they will receive a special discount on, uh, on the purchase. That is a very good and lovely message and um, a very good closing word. I thank you once again, Paolo. And by the way, I will be traveling to Veneto region in October. And um, in case you have time, I would pass by 8th of October in the late afternoon. Then we can have a glass of wine together. It was a great pleasure to having you as our sure. guest here. And so wishing you all the best. And a final cheers to you. Cheers, cheers. Grazie. You are listening to Super Yacht Radio.